Walker. And Dr. Will Craddock, as always. What's good, man? So, we another, have got some big week. news, man. We have a lot of news. Uh, uh, America, you know, you're welcome. I'm just going to start off by saying that. Okay. Dr. Dr. is looking at me like, what are you talking right. about? Right. So, you know, uh, over the week, uh, Netflix quietly pulled its co- controversial documentary, Root Cause. And although there was many people who are upset about this, mostly it was us. You know what? We are more powerful than I thought we were. Exactly. Right? Because we did the podcast. We did the podcast. We did the follow-up to the podcast. Exactly. Netflix probably heard it. The executive, probably CEO. He was like, have you heard this? Do you understand we're putting out crazy stuff? You know? Truth be told, called us out on it. And and they don't want that kind of publicity. They don't want that smoke from us. us. They really don't. (laughs) They don't want that. So they were like, we need to go ahead and pull this because their fans... Exactly. You plurals. see how many? Put the, yeah, put the plurals. Many fans plurals. Yes. would <laughs> be in uproar. Exactly. I mean, it's, literally, if you think about it, it's kind of like Oprah, uh-huh. Tooth Be Told. There you go, right there. Bernie Sanders. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those are the three orders. That's the order that, in my mind, that's how powerful we are. Exactly. It's Oprah. Exactly. You know, Michelle Obama, Oprah, you know, that area. We'll, we'll, right? we'll, we'll get Michelle Obama. Right. Yeah, we'll yeah, and, and then us. We're right there. And then Bernie Sanders. Exactly. Right, and then whatever else. And our I'm fans thinking. would be, they were enraged. Oh, they were probably pissed. They I were, remember. Oh, man. They were like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not renewing my, my subscription. Well, I don't, I'm going to let that, I'm going to let that $9.99 roll by unless they pull it. See, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I personally, <laughs> I love Netflix. <laughs> I I don't think I would be for the cause. Uh, exactly. I, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, not even close. It, I was like, uh, Umbrella Academy, I got to see what's going on. Yes, it's a good show. <laughs> and on top of that, my wife pays for it. Oh. So I'm not going to tell her to stop. Why would I do that? Who are, who are you to tell her I'm like, her like Yo, make sure you pay that monthly bill. I need that. I need your, give me your password. You know what I mean? But the, 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 the funny thing, the actual truth is, I'm, I'm glad that uh, people actually were upset and Netflix was responsible enough to just be like, okay, this is going to damage people's lives right. by keeping some crap I mean, that has no it. has no scientific merit at all, you know, uh, at, on there. But and uh, they and they pulled it off Amazon. Prime. I didn't realize it was on all these different platforms. See, I, I thought it was just on Netflix. No, it was on Amazon Prime and oh, uh, and a lot of streaming uh, streaming apps. So, but there you go. Yeah. I mean, we're powerful. So strike, honestly, strike one for the good guys. Just I mean, well, let's be completely honest. When you say good guys, you mean Tooth be told. Yeah, so exactly. So just tooth I mean, be told came through. Yeah. Um, if you want to send us checks, um, send it to... ADA, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. They didn't do crap. <laughs> anyway. Um, Endodontic Association, you're welcome. Absolutely. You actually just <laughs> saved your uh, specialty. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, you're welcome. But so here's another thing that I am. This, this actually was kind of funny. One of my friends sent this to me. And the title is, this is on the Washington Post, okay? So it's online, Washington Post. You can go online and, and put in this title. Stripper turned pharma executive okay. give, gives doctor a lap dance to get him to prescribe drug, officials say. You can, that's you, the title. You, that's the whole... That's that is a, literally the title of this. <laughs> that gave me everything article. I needed to know in one snippet. I don't care if it's a clickbait. I promise you is that I true? clicked on it. and I, Yes. Yes, there was a doctor... <laughs> <laughs> There's a doctor. I'm not gonna say his name, but if you go into if you go to that uh, um, article, you'll be able to see the doctor's name. But he basically was getting money, you know, from this. You know, basically what the pharmaceutical company was saying was, oh, you can come and you can speak about this drug, and this drug is a fentanyl spray. So now fentanyl 
is basically a hundred times more powerful than morphine. Super addictive too. Right. Exactly. Okay. So this this doctor was basically prescribing this spray left and right for his chronic pain patients and stuff like that. And the part that okay, you're like, oh, okay, well, and he's getting doctor? paid to do so. Well, because he was doing like uh, speaking arrangement. Even though I mean, and one of the executives was like, oh, this guy is short tempered. He sucks at speaking, but he writes a lot of prescriptions for our medication. So we might as well just pay him to be a speaker. So that's what he was doing. The part that kind of was crazy, because all that part, you're like, yeah, whatever. Who cares, right? <laughs> but the part that's crazy is that the pharmaceutical rep was a previous, was a stripper previously. How did they, how, how did she get into pharma then? I don't know how this all happened. I don't know who at the pharmaceutical company basically said, hey, I like that stripper that's giving me a lap dance. I think she has a good career in sales. <laughs> I don't know how this came about. All I know is this. Maybe, maybe they just wanted to cut out the middleman. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna give this doctor money to prescribe this drug, and then we're probably all gonna go to the strip club." You know what? Why don't we just cut out the middleman? Well, Why don't we bring the strip club and the money to the doctor right now? Funny you say that. So the way they got caught, or at least the way the story came out, was because when they went to the strip club, this pharmaceutical rep was given the the doctor who prescribes a lot. A lap dance. So she was still a stripper. She's a pharmaceutical rep. Please, have respect for her. No, but I mean, she was... You can do both. You can do she both, right? She was basically... Re, basically, she was going back to her heyday. Oh, okay. And, and, and you know, so I guess it's kind of like if you're a stripper, you don't forget your moves. Okay. So she just didn't forget she her She was moves. like, wait, they're not doing it right. Like, maybe. Let, let, let me show you how I used to do it back in my day. Maybe let me break so, it down. So maybe the scenario <laughs> was like they were at the strip club. Right? The pharmaceutical company was paying for the doctor to enjoy himself. Okay. And the rep was sitting right there. But she was irritated or disrespected by the fact that the strippers there just weren't doing what she would do and how she used to throw it down. Okay. Lack of so, energy. So again, this, exactly. is, this may or may not have happened. <laughs> this seems very possible to me. This is what happened. <laughs> so then, I'm sure she said, get off of him. Let me show you how to do it right. Exactly. So then she starts, you know, twerking and doing all kinds of extra stuff, right? Okay. And he, and I'm sure he was like, you do a good job. Thank you for being my rep. <laughs> and my lap, my stripper. So now I don't have to tip you because guess what? I'm already prescribing all your medication. Exactly. I'll just so, prescribe some more. So now your tip is me prescribing more, which then allows you to get what? More money. This was, to me, this was kind of a mutual understanding, <laughs> I'm guessing, and, and this is what led to this whole situation. I, I'm, I'm happy that they found careers that they both enjoy. <laughs> they, they, they found a merging of all their, their, their right. skill sets. And now she can be looked at as, a, as somebody who has started from the bottom. Now she is. Now she is. <laughs> and to me, that's beautiful. That, that, you know what? You put a very positive spin on that. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, you know. Somewhere, it, someone's on a pole right now. Saying, and they're thinking, you know what? I can do better, you know? I think I think I could do pharmaceutical sales. You, you should. You should. You should. Because if you think about it, it's not like a stripper is going to sit there and while giving you a lap dance, going to give you financial advice. That would be weird. That's weird. They could, though. They're the opposite of good financial advice. You know, uh, <laughs> they're they're a bad financial investment. Right, they're, they're the opposite of good financial investment. Think about that. I mean, you go to a stripper; she's not going to sit here and say, "Hey, how's your four hundred one k doing?" 
You know, I she's probably that, taking from your 401k. There, there should be a stripper that does that, though. Give what, you lap dance and, and give you financial, financial advice. Gives you stock tips. Oh, hey, this is where I invested it. <laughs> while, I, <laughs> while I was giving that executive exactly, he told me this stock is hot. Exactly. So I want you to look into it and and and, and buy it. Yeah, it's okay. at it's at its fifty two week low. You should you should jump on that. <laughs> That's exactly. I might be like, you know what? Oh, thank Char- you, Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay, you may have something there. <laughs> okay, Chardonnay, real quick, get off of me. Let me check the stocks. <laughs> you, you are correct, Chardonnay. It is at a fifty two week low. Wow. I will be back next week. Exactly. Exactly. I will be back. Thank for bi- you. For business only. For business purposes only. Oh, this is a write-off, right? Exactly. Chardonnay's writing all this stuff off. But um, t- today I kind of wanted to talk about uh, paternalism and dentistry. Uh, for you got to break that down. So basically, when you go to any doctor, um, there is certain... Paternalism is basically when a doctor makes choices for you as it would like a parent role. Basically, they're deciding what treatment you're going to get uh, without giving you any type of option. They're deciding for you based on what they know uh, and your health history and your, your current problems. This could be any form of medicine. Well, so I guess the question I have, and I'm going to play the bad guy again, yeah. as I always do. Right? You, always, you play it so well. Thank you. <laughs> you know, to me, I look at it like this. So is the doctor really giving you... Right, because so so for example, I think I've mentioned this before. There was a study done that showed that if you, and I think it was at a like a, I want to say Trader Joe's or somewhere, you know, fancy like that. And what they did was they had uh, jelly, okay. And what they did was they put thirty-two different types of jelly on the table, and people came in and sampled all the jelly, thirty-two of them, okay. okay. And then the next day they put six types of different types of jelly, and people came. Okay, and the whole point was, whenever they had the thirty-two different types of jelly, only about six percent of the people actually bought some kind of jelly. Mm-hmm. But when they only had six, I think it doubled, like it was doubled or quadrupled the amount of people that bought. Exactly. Right, and it basically showed that the less option you give people, the more they're inclined to actually move forward with the decision and make a decision. Yes. Right. Exactly. So now, are we saying that the doctors are actually giving them less decisions so that they don't have um, decision or paralysis with their choices? So what I'm speaking of is, and I mean, you you've had to have come across this. You get a patient, and um, they're at a crossroads. Maybe they can either you know go to save the tooth or. Mm-hmm. Maybe the tooth is already gone, but the way they restore it, they can restore with the implant or with the bridge, and they don't know which one, right? They come to you for kind of guidance, and, and we would hope that they ask questions, right? But for some patients that don't even know to ask questions, um, you, I've, I've, always, I've heard when I've seen uh, different patients, they have a bridge. So let's use that for an example. Oh, I hate my bridge. I didn't, you know, the previous doc put it in. And, and I say, oh, well, why did you get a bridge over an implant? Well, I didn't know I could get an implant. This is what they say. I take them at their word that right, they weren't given right. an option. But I hear it so much, um, and I've actually seen situations where I know, okay, this patient wasn't given an option for anything else. Well, okay, so let's break that down. Okay. Let's break that scenario down, okay? So the difference between a bridge and an implant. Yes. And I think the biggest part, okay, and I'm going to speak honestly, the biggest part and the biggest difference between a bridge and an implant, to me, is time. Yes. Implant takes a lot longer. Time and money. Time and money. Yes. Implants take a lot longer. Okay. Yes. Six if months on average. On average, about six months to yeah. finish. So if a patient, 
if, if a patient comes to you and it's like, oh, okay, I want to, I'm kind of tossed between an implant and a bridge. What's going to get you, as a doctor, what's going to get you the fastest return on your investment, the fastest time for you to get your money? A bridge. It doesn't take that long to get your money. If we're, it's a we're, we're talking about two months versus six months. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. So now you have that money on to run your office or do whatever you want. Yeah. So, of course, as a doctor, you probably want to lean towards what? The bridge, right? Well, I mean... You're, Unless you place the implant yourself. You're, then you're still getting the money as long as you if, go. If you're looking at it from a completely financial... Um, what do doctors look at it from? Do you think they look at it from a high five point of view? No, I, they look I, at it from a... What's going to get... Because you have to run office. I don't think all docs do that. I think I some docs do. I, I, I understand that some docs do. It's a business. It is a business. Do you think that Amazon's happy that they, they, you know, they, they can take money from other small businesses? Of course. It's money. Money is money. <laughs> you just said it makes them happy to take... Yes. I can guarantee no, they want, you that. They want to be successful just, at, at anybody's cause. Yes. I, I get that. So but, most doctors are going to look and say, what's going to return my money... Faster. I, I don't know about that. I don't See, know if I agree with that. I, I, I agree I, to disagree on that one. Well, okay, now you're basically pretending that, that no. people aren't influenced by money. No, they are influenced by money. But what I'm saying is, in some cases, I mean, let's because the other aspect is the implant is also um, usually more expensive, right? The, that that. So why would a doctor down, not give the patient an option about implants? It, maybe they're not a good candidate for it. We're, I would. That's what I would hope. Uh, that other people are given options based on the actual what what will actually work in the patient's mouth because not all everything is going to be the same. Some cases you have to do one or not the other. Right, and but if a patient tells you, "Hey, I didn't even know that implants was an option," mm-hmm. that means that they were never given that option. Exactly. So why were they not given that option? If they're not a good candidate, you tell the patient you're not a good candidate. Mm-hmm. So then the patient goes and says, "The doctor told me I'm not a good candidate." But if you all you're given is one option, clearly there's a reason for it. Exactly. And I argue that the reason is, is you get your money faster if you give them a bridge versus an implant. That, that, is, that is true. Um, but that's the reason why you don't make those decisions by yourself. And I mean, and I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, some patients are, are wishy-washy. Uh, oh, I meaning yeah, I give you plan A and plan B. Like you said, 32 jellies. I'm only giving you two jellies to pick from. You want strawberry or grape? And uh, uh, I don't know. That's fine. You don't have to make a decision. You don't. There's no gun to your head now. But I need to, a year from now, we're having the same conversation. I need you to pick because your lack of, of, uh, of, of, action. of, of action is going gonna, is gonna to cause more problems. That's going to actually run up your bill more okay, and I well, don't want that to happen well so then you basically discuss that right but you're telling me that most doctors seem to kind of say let me take all those decisions away from you because maybe you don't you won't make a decision and I say I, I think again, some docs I'm, do that I'm, yeah and I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm, I'm being the bad guy yeah. you know I like the bad guy you know call me the bad guy okay I'm doing that just to basically say that a lot of doctors make that decision for the patient again so that they don't go home and say, "Let me think about it." Right. Yeah. So, for example, uh, you know, which is I, the, which is the can be the kiss of death sometimes, right? Because I, I want to take everyone at their word. I want them to. I want you to go home and think about it. When patients say, "I need to research this," please go home and research it. Find all the information you do, you need. Please don't just Google images of whatever procedure I'm talking about and then get freaked out. Like, actually, do your research. Actually, 
find out what you need to know, and then let's make a decision. Let's, let's make a plan to rediscuss this in a week or two or whatever it is. But what frust- what's frustrating as a doc is when you invest all this time and energy and sometimes it's model work and I'm, you know, they want this new smile and I'm, I'm doing all this and then nothing happens. It's just, oh, they leave here and did you even think about it? Eh, I didn't think about it. That was six months ago. You know, what, how can I help you if you don't, if you don't care, you know, like, and it, eventually it gets to the point where it's like, if you don't make a decision, I'm going to make a decision that you're not going to make a decision. And I'm not going to do anything detrimental, but I'm not going to worry about your case. Well, so then there you go. You just basically said after a while, frustration kicks in and then the exactly. doctor makes a decision for you. So that's what you're telling patients. I'm going to make a decision not to do any, that you're not going to do anything. Oh. I'm gonna, I, that's what that, which is, I guess you are, I am making a decision. You did. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to push you to do anything that is not sound or anything. I, you really, I really want patients to, to believe in the treatment they're getting. Because the last thing, I, I hate hearing, oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Oh, I didn't. I've had patients that said that. And I'll be like, no, I gave you options. Remember, I, when I showed you the price tag, you said, oh, oh, hell no. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. but at least you gave them an option. <laughs> exactly. So to me, I, it sounds like the, the reasons why some doctors don't give patients options or a lot of options or at least just make the decision for them is time. Mm-hmm. This patient's been wasting my time. They've been coming in for the past six months asking the same questions and haven't made a decision. Yep. Financial. I say financial. You don't. Yeah. But I say financial because, hey, yeah, you know what? Maybe, you know, instead of getting this partial, let's do, let me give you a bridge because a fixed bridge costs way more than a partial. Or let me give you uh, a bridge versus an implant because the implant, I have to send you to a specialist and now you're going to be gone for a while and I haven't made any money and I did all the work for the specialist. The specialist makes the money. You come back and then, okay, well, you're back now. You have an implant. Or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, but if, if, I you're placing, bridge, if you're placing the implant. But how many people, how many general dentists place implants? A lot. It's not a lot. A lot. It's, it's still, I think, a minimal. We'll say 25 to 35%. Okay. I, I truly believe that. Okay. Okay. So 25, 35%. So those are, they're good because they're getting their money no matter what. So it doesn't yeah. matter. It, they probably want you to place the implant, right? They probably want you to choose the implant. Yeah. Right? So maybe in that situation, they're going the other way and saying, oh, you need to get an implant instead of a bridge, And not even giving an option. Not even giving an option okay. again, right? Because now it benefits them financially. So either way, it's going to benefit them financially. If they don't do implants, they might say go for a bridge. If they don't do a bridge, or if, if they do implants, they might say Go for the implant because guess what? I don't make as much money off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? I to, I and see. instead of sitting there going, oh, what's best for the patient? They make the decision. Or here's another one. The lack of, the lack of uh, uh, skill or experience that the doctor has allows them to basically choose for you. For example, you do inlays and onlays, mm-hmm. right? That's correct. A lot of doctors aren't good or can't do inlays, onlays, veneers. Yeah. So maybe their decision might be, Let's do composite. Mm-hmm. Let's just do bonding with the composite, right? Mm-hmm. Which is okay, but it may not be as strong or the best option for the patient. Yeah. And a lot of doctors will not send the patient out to somebody who can do. Oh yeah, those. they're not. They're not going to send the patient out to another general dentist. Right. <laughs> you know, there have been times where I've had patients come to me and they're like, "No one's ever told me um, about. No one's ever told me about." you know, my, my, my problems with gum disease. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, they kept doing deep cleanings. Mm-hmm. So no one's ever sent you to the periodontist. No, I've been going to the same doctor for 30 years. 
That's a big one. Right. And so basically, it's kind of like, oh, if I send a patient, and, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. If I send, <laughs> so don't correct me. If I send the doc, if I send my patient to the specialist, my patient may not come back. There, there a lot of doctors fear. have that fear, yeah. so they don't. They basically say, "Let me not give that patient an option." That 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 is that is hundred percent true, um, as as far as it being a fear, because uh, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I would also like to put, you know, when you send a patient out, you don't know what you're going to get back. You don't know their experience. You know, unfortunately, I've seen, uh, I have a, a, a qualified group of specialists that I work with now, uh, but in past tense, um, you know, sometimes you don't know all the providers that you work with, and uh, there's been cases where, you know, I'm like, whatever happened to Miss Jones? She was supposed to come back two weeks ago. You call Miss Jones, and, oh, I went to that specialist, uh, blah, 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 and, you know, I'm never going back to the dentist again. They, they freak me out, or they botch this, or... And I don't know the, the doctor, I don't know the circumstance that even happened. All I know is now a patient that I sent out for treatment is getting no treatment. Right. And they're completely scared of dentistry. And that's, that makes me feel bad because, you know, um, when I, I much prefer to have a controlled environment. You know, I can actually talk to the specialist and know, but when you send them out, you never know. Sometimes it's a, it's a grab bag because patients can say, ah, you know what, I don't want to go to the place you referred me to. I'm going to go to this place because I think it's cheaper or this place. And they're dealing with doctors you don't know and they get a, uh, an experience you, you can't predict. You know, but I, I will say, though, I feel like dentistry is the only um, medical field that is so... Me, 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 me. Let me explain what I mean by that. I disagree with that. No, no, no. Let me explain. Let me explain. If you go to your primary care physician. Yes. Right? And you need, you know, you're having heart issues. Yeah. Are they going to say, no, stay in my place and I'm going to take care of your heart condition? Yeah. No, they do not. Yeah. They go to a cardiologist. You send you to a cardiologist. I went to a doctor's appointment two weeks ago. Okay. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to go over my whole, but I I said, you know, I want a referral to to the ENT. You know, just to get a checkup. Nothing's wrong, but I want I want to see the specialist for that. And they're like, okay, we'll we'll do that. At the end of the appointment, I said, okay, no, you have to come back. We need to see you again for the same thing, and then we'll give you a referral. So to me, that is controlling circumstances. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. So physicians are doing the same thing. Oh uh, yeah. So physicians are doing the same thing that dentists are doing. Yeah. And so then, what do you think the the the, the issue is? I, what do you I, think is what do you think is motivating them to do that? I think it depends on the environment. I think that if they, I've like, basically my experiences where I was able to see a specialist pretty easily and not have to go through the doctor was in a general large group practice okay. where they had. Um, basically, they're all in the same envelope. So basically, where the GP, it's great again. Yeah. So you're saying that everybody is motivated group. by what? Money. No, I'm saying that when you when your insurance is the same, when they, when you know the provider's gonna take your insurance, they work in the same proximity, they they do multiple referrals back and forth, at least they, they're not going to 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 make obstacles to seeing that other doctor. But that's because it's still under the same roof, so they exactly. all keep the same money. Exactly. If you send it out, but you're, when, you're but not when, you're not making that money. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. When they're separate when it's a different entity, a separate building, a separate place, um, things get lost very quickly. I feel like, you know, it's, it's not, people aren't as apt to, to give you the wide varieties of specialties and services you may want. So let me, let me see if this makes sense to me, because I don't know if you make sense to me right now. Let me explain. Okay. So you're telling let me, me that, you. right, you're telling me that if, 
if it's in house, and this this is you just kind of speaking for yeah. This is this is me yeah. personal experience, right? So if it's in house, you're they're okay. They, the dentists are more inclined to refer to specialists that can do a better job. But if it's outside of their office, they have more timidness to want to refer. Yes, because you're you're referring somebody outside of your your scope. Uh, outside of your, uh, I mean, outside of your environment. So dentists have control issues. Definitely. Don't 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 we all? Well, so basically, what you're saying that what you're saying is we are basing patients' care on our control issues. Let, let me let me okay. Let me use an example. So say you you place a beautiful implant, okay. right? You place it. You got good primary stability. Right. You look at this implant. So like, ah, yeah, it's great. Beautiful. Oh my god, I love this. Yes. You're 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 you know. Say, let's let's make it a little bigger. Maybe it's an implant bridge. You know, okay. you place two implants. Right. Beautiful. You're like, man, I want to see how this turns out. Okay. You know, you you everything's healed up. Six months later, it's looking good. It's ready to restore. It comes to restoring. Do you want that to go to somebody that you've never seen them restore implants um, outside? You know. Well, don't. Or forget. does it matter to you? So oh, let, no, me, no. let me first say that. Does it matter to you? Well, no. Okay, it, it does, does matter. matter. It okay. does matter. But what I'm saying is. This happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I do an implant, and especially actually more recently, I do an implant. I send it. I'm like, oh, this looks good. The patient's happy. And there's no pain. There's no issue. I send it off. I said, go back to your dentist. Let them take care of it. Restore. Put a crown on there. A year or two later, they come back. Oh, the implant is loose. And actually, this past month in February, it's happened to me three times. Two years later. Off. Two years later. No, no, no. But the, the funny thing is, the general dentist. Or the people that actually put the crown on there will never admit to this. So the the you know the patient comes back two years later, the implant's loose, implant comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, there are some times, and I'll say this right now, there are some times where it's just the patient, it, you, your body just did not want that implant, it rejected it. Mm-hmm. That happens. Okay. Completely. If you have some kind of autoimmune issue, it happens. Mm-hmm. Completely. That's definitely true. Then there are some times where you're just like, what the heck is this crown? What did they put on it? What is this crap, right? Yeah. And it happens. But the problem is the first person that gets blamed is the person that placed the implant. Not the crown, but the implant. I, and this is two years later after I, the I, implant was on. I'll say the person that gets blamed is the second doctor that they see. So the, first, the whatever doctor they go to first, okay. it's not that one. Because that one's going to throw the other one under the bus. There you go. So if they go to see the GP first. Yes. Oh, uh, Doc, I don't, I don't know what's going on. You, you put this crown on there and the, this implant, it, it, it's, it's loose. Oh, yeah. It's probably that specialist when they placed it. And that's it. If they went to the specialist first, it's the GP. Oh, oh look yeah. at this crown. Oh, my that's God. Right. The occlusion's off. It right. totally messed up the stability of it. And, and, and so that's what I mean when I say that, like, you can't control for a lot. Yeah. So if you're going to sit here and tell me that your whole purpose is to try to be... I try to control everything, it's not going to work. I'm promising you right now, it's not going to work. And, and, and so then, you, why would you want to base patients' care on your control issues? But, does it get, it, but my, my question was, does it give you peace of mind when you know, hey, I'm referring this patient back to a GP that I know knows how to restore implants? And number two, if there is something wrong with the restoration, we'll, own, we'll take ownership of that and, and fix the problem. And, and won't just let it get to this point where my, possibly my implant can fail. Okay, well, let's go back. Let's just start from the beginning here, D. Mm-hmm. I want you to answer this for me. 
I asked you a question. No, no, no. I want you to answer this one. Okay. Do you think that doctors are driven more by money than they are patients' proper treatment? Uh, I'm going to say they're driven more by patient care. That's BS. That is complete BS. If that's the case, then every doctor would be volunteering their time and doing some. Some docs do. No, I'm saying every doctor would be doing stuff for free. Have you, That's have not you, the case. Have you done free dentistry? Uh, yeah, of course I have. D- d- is it rewarding to you? Absolutely. I've done the same. Okay, well, so well, that's well, two doctors. What? Oh, you might have like what thousands? What I'm I, saying I, to you I, is, I don't if think you that run I'm, a business, I don't think that I'm I'm special. In, I I maybe I'm me being optimistic. I I'm mean, not. yeah, you are. You're, you're lying to yourself because if okay. you if you think that doctors aren't giving patients options because they want what's best for the patient, I think it's BS. I think patient doctors aren't giving patients options because they're like, well, if I tell you this and you go for it, it benefits me. I do think there's doctors out there that are 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 driven by money solely. And Absolutely, that's it. yeah. And I, I think that, and those are the ones that I'm talking about. Okay. And what I'm telling you is, in the end, a doctor is supposed to be a teacher, right? You're supposed yeah. to educate the patient enough so they can make the decision for themselves. Exactly. You tell them these are your options, right? Uh huh. You don't just sit there and go. Oh, yeah, you only have one option, and I think you should do it. And then that's it. No. Okay, but a lot exactly. of people do that because they're like, well, I can't do this other option that I'm telling you right exactly. now. So you, I'm going to have to send you away. I'm going to lose that revenue. Or We both are agreeing on that point. Right. Yeah. Or they might say, well, if, I, if you choose this one, it's cheaper uh-huh. than if you choose this option. So I'm going to eliminate the cheaper option because I can make more so money. So they're letting their biases influence the fact they're not giving That's the point. Yes. That's I what I've been saying the whole time. Yes. Doctors are based, based everything off of what is beneficial to them. And I'm not saying all of them. If, a doc, if your doctor, if your dentist is not a teacher, I promise you you should just leave that office because you're getting ripped off some way, some way, somehow. And I'm not saying all doctors. If all doctors sit down and say, you know what, these are your options, which one do you choose? Oh, well, what is, what is, what's an implant? Oh, oh, what is a bridge? What's the difference? And if they sit down and explain to you, you got a good doctor. Yeah. I'm not saying clinically they're good. I'm saying that you have a teacher <laughs> that can help you to make the decision for yourself. If they, sit down, if they sit you down and they say, you can only do this. If you do the other thing, I'm not going to help you. Then, yeah. Or, I mean, they don't even mention another option. Yeah, if they you just say, say, are there any other options? And they say, oh, no. No, there's nothing. There's, that's a problem. There's always an option of doing nothing. And this is what will happen. That's or, I mean, yeah. uh, or we can do this. So I, I honestly believe that people need to evaluate and say, is my dentist giving me all my options, educating me to make the right decision? You know, if I go to, if I go to a car dealer yep. and they say, oh, this is the best car right here and that's it. And I say, oh, what about that one? Oh, no, no, you don't want that one. Focus on this one. <laughs> what they're trying to do is basically saying, I get more money if you buy this one. Th- that one might have been sitting on the lot for a while. They need to right. move it. it that, that car that they're trying to show me might be a brand new car, mm-hmm. right, versus the one that's a year old, and yeah. the price difference might be $9,000 difference. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get $9,000, you know, they might get, like, more money just based on the fact that I bought a brand new one versus a year old. Same interior, same everything, yeah. but it's a year old, so I save a little bit of money. They're like, I want that black car. They're like, no, you want this white one. Right. No, I'd rather I'd rather wait for the white one. No. But the problem yeah. is, most patients don't know to say, "Well, no, I actually want this." Yeah. They don't do enough of the research to realize that. Well, right? that's the problem. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, though, Doctor. Real Ogan. quick. Have you ever had a, a patient uh, who you doubted that they lacked the the mental ability to make a, uh, a decision like that for themselves, for their best interest? 
Are my patients stupid? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, if, yeah, that's what you're saying. <laughs> a, a patient, and I'm not talking. No. I'm not talking about uh, mental disability right. or anything yeah. like that. That obviously, where they need somebody to help them make these right. finances. I'm saying actually, somebody who, for whatever lack of trying or whatever, does not want to comprehend what you're giving them or their choices, and they just they just appear to get more and more confused the more you explain things to them in basic... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, there have been patients where I'm just like, okay, I've given you too much. Yeah, I, what, do you, what do you do with those patients? Well, I just basically say, okay, now tell me what you want. I literally stop talking because now I'm just wasting my time. Yeah. I go, tell me what you want. And then if they say, well, I don't, I don't want anything I need to take in and out. Okay, I've eliminated exactly. that. Exactly. Okay, oh, well, I, I, I can't afford too much. So I've eliminated that. And I tell them, like, so now I've eliminated this and I've eliminated that. Now this is the only option you have. Exactly. So if I can make sure that I let them know I've eliminated this and that and this is all you have, then they can't be mad at me when I only give them one choice. And that, and that, and that is my, my point. If your doctor is not, giving, is not going through that, that, that tree of, of, of this is a choice and we're taking this off the table – then they're not doing you a service. But just because you told them you didn't want this and you didn't want that didn't mean they didn't give you an option. Right. You just weren't moving along the conversation, so they had to help it along. That's true. Yeah. That, so that's if, if, if people do that, then that's fine with me. I'm yeah. good because you're right. There are patients that just literally are just frozen by all the options that they get. But if you say, yep, okay, this is what you told me, and I'm going to eliminate this, 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 and this, and now you are only left with this option, and if they're still like, oh, well, he didn't give me all my... No, no, no. You just don't listen. Exactly. <laughs> but if I basically tell you this is what you just told me and I'm repeating everything and I'm saying, okay, now these are this is what's left, then yeah, that's a great... That's honestly a good doctor because you've basically sat down the patient, explained everything, listened to them, and gave them the, what they wanted. On their terms. Right. Exactly. Yeah, if someone comes in and says, I can't afford, you know, I can't afford much, and, and, and you're like, oh, look at that... Um, you know, look at that Bugatti over there. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're an idiot. You're not yeah. even listening to the patient. But if they say, oh, I can't afford much, and the doctor then just says, okay, well, what's left is this option in this price range. Now you've kind of said, okay, I've listened to what you said, and I'm helping you based on that. Yeah. Exactly. So if a doctor does not give you your options, you need to leave that dentist. Run. The end. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. I hope that this was beneficial. To recap, uh, you're welcome, America. We're changing lives. We are, and, and Netflix. Yes. We are powerful. Yes. We're, Watch we're, out. we're waiting for our documentary deal. Yeah. Don't put anything stupid on there because we will attack it. Exactly. No, I, I want us to have a documentary series. It would just be us making people feel uncomfortable, probably. Exactly, which is great. We'll just talk about like stripper pharmaceutical executives. How, you know what? I think we need to just, we need to, there needs to be some kind of pipeline. Like, strippers should be able to do a day job and a night job. What if they don't want to do a day job? That's why they chose a night job. I, I feel like strippers are in a, a powerful position where they can help society in so many different ways. <laughs> I have no idea why you thought that that statement was necessary. I don't know why either. I'm done talking to you. <laughs> it's, um, been a, it's been a long week, guys. I see this. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you as always. And uh, just let us know. Give us some feedback. Um, what do you want to hear us talk about? Right. Let us know. I mean, people have been sending these articles, and that's how we're able to even know what's going on uh, in, in this world of ours. Uh, but also, just you know, leave some comments. You know, Rate us wherever you listen to us. Rate us. Leave some comments. Let us know what we can do to improve. Let us know if there's any topics, anything that you want to know, 
or any questions that you may have, any questions at all. You don't want to go to your doctor, or den- you don't want to go to your dentist to ask questions, but you want to ask us because, oh, this may be a, a dumb question. No, we'll answer it. We'll, we will there answer it. There are no it. dumb questions no, at no, all. No, we'll answer it. We'll even email you back with the answer that we think is beneficial for you. If you send us more information, we'll give you more answer. We'll give you a more detailed answer. All right. Well, thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, Thank you very much. All right. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentistwithans at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S, at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.